0: I am not exactly sure where this week's podcast is going to go and how it's going to be received or how it will land. But it is going to be my attempt to lend my voice into the conversation that's being had in a in a worldwide basis right now on Black Lives Matter and the issues of systemic racism that we are we've kind of pulled the the covers away from and we are having an open conversation about. I was reached out to by several of my friends <clears throat> who noticed that we had not in any, in any of my platforms other than my personal Facebook account, but none of my official platforms had made a statement, had made a comment, had offered any level of support to the, to the conversation around Black Lives Matter. Most influencers, most brands have come forward with some level of support. I mean, we did the bare minimum in blacking out our profiles on blackout Thursday, was it? I think it was a Thursday. And uh, obviously on my personal Facebook profile, I've engaged in a few conversations, but officially as Dotto Tech, as our brand, as our podcast, we've been absent from the conversation. And it's not because I don't have an opinion. It's not because I don't care. It's because I'm not too sure exactly what value we have to offer. But in not saying anything, I don't know, is there a complicity? Is there a, because I don't have an answer. But I will tell you, and I will share a little bit about how it's impacted me and what I hope to learn from this and where I, how I hope to be maybe part of the solution. Like so many uh, of my ilk, white man in his sixties, I've had tremendous white privilege. And I've never felt like I was part of the problem because I don't believe I'm overtly racist and I, I know I'm not overtly racist, but the issue as I'm increasingly becoming aware is not overt racism, it's systemic. And while I don't live in the United States where the issues so often are centered around the relationship with the, uh, with African-Americans, and Black Lives Matter is right at the front of that conversation. I live in Canada and I think a lot of Canadians would like to think that we don't have the same problems as our Southern neighbors do. But in point of fact, we do. It's just as bad here, except it's not necessarily towards black, it's towards our indigenous people. And it's as deeply ingrained in our DNA as it is anywhere else in the world, I'm sure. Now where I struggle is, as an adult, we tend to have opinions on how things should work, how we should make things better, who's at fault, and where we can fix things. A big reason that I've been so silent is I don't know what to do to fix things. I know that my attitude is that if I look and peer deeply at my own reaction to things that the fingerprints of systemic racism are all over my life from, from my entire career, from my entire life, that I've had thoughts. And I don't think I've, as I say, I don't believe that I've overtly done anything, but through my attitude, through my thought process, I'm as big a part of the problem as everybody else. Now, I don't want to be, and I don't want to contribute to the continuation of the situation that we face, but I honestly don't know what to do to fix it. So I've been listening and doing a lot of reflection, and that sounds kind of trite when I say it. I don't believe that it is the answer that people are looking for. And I don't believe that it's the going to lead to the answer to the situation that we face here in Canada or is faced worldwide. But others seem to have a far stronger opinion on where fault lies and what actions need to be taken to correct the situation. When we look here in Canada, you know, I had a con- we, we've been having a lot of internal conversations, and one of the conversations we've had is about uh, is about the fact that we have a disproportionate number of our Indigenous peoples incarcerated in Canada as the white population. Same issues they have in the states. And family members said, "Well, more of the crimes are being committed. The, the people who are in jail are criminals," which is absolutely right. On a, at an individual level, the person in jail has done something that society is deemed inappropriate and they are in jail. But the systemic racism comes from the fact that that person ended up in a position to commit crime, probably not because they're a bad person and they were fated to be a criminal or because they chose to be a criminal, but their situation, the brokenness of their childhood growing up in their community and their lack of sense of self and their lack of sense of hope, um, has led them to a place where crime is not as big an issue as it is for somebody who's raised in privilege. I would never think about stealing or doing anything along that line because I was never in a position that I needed to. That's where we have to fix things. But I don't know how. And I'm hoping there are smarter people than me and better people than me that do. And the time that I'm spending dealing with this situation is spent listening to those, trying to find the voices that make sense and recognizing that I shouldn't be pointing the finger anywhere else, but looking at the things that I can do personally, that will start to change the tide. And I don't know if that's going to help or not, but that's where I sit currently. A few moments in the uh, public recording of this, of the, of the coverage of the Black Lives Matter, the, the uh, protests that have been going on on television, is a conversation that I saw in one news program where a, a black parent was talking about having, quote, unquote, the talk with their children. And the other black parents all nodded as in, this is just part of their, this is part of their culture. This is part of their growing up, the talk. Now, for me, the talk was talking about sex and talking about protecting yourself and unwanted pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases, things that active teenagers need to be concerned about. For the parents in this interview, the talk was not about sex, but it was a talk about how you as a black person had to comport yourself in public so as not to be seen as a criminal, how you had to talk to police officers who had pulled you over on the street so that you weren't seen as a threat, how you had to make sure that people who you were meeting in public didn't perceive you as dangerous, or that if you bought gum at a store, at a convenience store, that you kept the receipt so that you wouldn't be accused of shoplifting and you had proof that you weren't a criminal. These are things which never would have crossed my mind and never have crossed my mind until I heard this. And it again, open my eye to another level of what systemic racism means that being raised and brought into a culture where you don't see the same future, where there are limits to where you can go and what you can do because of the color of your skin or because of your heritage. That is foreign to me and terrifying and has to be, we we have to find a way to overcome this. Do I support Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. I recognize the unfair nature of systemic racism and how people who look like me and are raised as I have been raised in privilege have, while not individually been part of the problem, systemically we are. And as good as our lives are, and as good as we try and make life for our children and for our community, we aren't doing a good enough job of extending that community to the, into the spaces where they feel no hope, where there is social problems that are generations in the making. And we have to find ways to break those cycles, but just changing how we think changing how I think isn't going to, isn't going to solve the problem. There have to be some tangible activities. There have to be some programs. There have to be real world change that comes And And as I say, one of the biggest reasons that I dreaded recording this message today this podcast is because I have no idea where it begins. I have no idea what the proper thing to do is, and I have no idea who to blame or who to reach out to, to try and fix things. So in response to the people who've asked where I stand on this as a online personality, I stand with Black Lives Matter. I stand with those who want change. I stand with those who want equality and those who want to be part of the change. Tell us what we have to do and we will be there.